0: Emily. I'm an employer brand consultant at Get Your Guide, and you're listening to Talented Get Your Guides Recruiting Podcast. Now on to the interview. Welcome, we're in episode five now of Talented, and the topic today is employer branding. So, Mark, could you please introduce yourself?
1: Yes, hi, my name is Mark Sonjoji, and I'm Employer Brand Specialist uh, at Get Your Guide.
0: Wonderful, and we have Andrew. As Hi. always, <laughs> Hi. in what capacity do you work with recruiters as an employer brand specialist? Maybe that would be a good way to start.
1: Well, I try to understand what uh, their needs are in in their particular field, um, where they may have some struggles or problems with connecting with um, with candidates or potential candidates, and keeping their um, pipelines going and continuously having a flow of of interest and then from there looking at okay what can we do that could potentially um help them and Mm -hmm. in in that case that would be more uh long term because many of the things that we come up with in terms of of meetups or providing more information or creating content that would serve the candidate that is definitely building um and interest in building a reputation that would help in the long run. It's very rare, I would say almost never, that we think of something and then, you know, a week or two weeks later, then mm-hmm. the pipeline is full. It's, it's never really like that. Branding in, in general, it is important to to build um, a name for yourself or a reputation that people recognize and as well that people have... Um, associations with, so when they hear our name, it is important to to build um, a name for yourself or a reputation that people recognize and as well that people have um, associations with, so when they hear our name, whether they're looking for a job now or they're looking for a job in the future, they kind of know what we stand for, what we bring to the table, what they could potentially get out of... Uh, of associated with us or come work with us or partner with us in uh, any kind of of capacity so as we are moving towards it being the employees market and the employee telling companies when they're ready to Mm -hmm. take the next step um, it is very important for companies I see um, to be top of mind and be on like uh, a wish list of of people in terms of where they want to go if they're If they weren't working, where they are working out? And so I see that that is what employer branding really is, is working to get on that top five company list of as many people as possible. Mm
0: -hmm. I guess here we have recruiters who are really on board with employer branding, Mm -hmm. but has it ever happened to you where you're working with somebody where you have to convince them a little bit of the value? And if so, how do you do that?
1: No, I mean, I guess I would say that... um, I'm um, one of the fortunate ones because I, <laughs> I haven't experienced any kind of, of skepticism or pushback or negativity here in, in Get Your Guide. I feel that people generally um, understand and see uh, the value of, of working together. And then from there, looking at, okay, what can we do that could potentially... Um, and if anything, it's it's the recruiter that might work with me or get input from me in terms of maybe working or, or, or showing that value to um, the hiring manager or showing why we need to do certain things to get to the potential candidates that mm-hmm. the hiring manager wants.
0: We've talked so far a lot about candidates. So with employer branding, you kind of have two sides mm. where... You want the candidates on the other side to want to work there but you also want to build loyalty with the employees you have and build pride internally yeah and so what can you what do you think employer branding can do for employees that are already in a company
1: um i usually remind people that if they engage in employer branding activities essentially they're they're branding themselves and Mm -hmm. they're promoting themselves if they want to go to a conference, if they want to speak at a meetup. At the end of the day, people are seeing them; they're remembering their name, they're remembering um, the knowledge that they are sharing, and of course, with them working at Get Your Guide and being associated with us, that benefits us as well. But I, I try to pull on people, put people's um, could I say selfishness to yeah. yeah, to participate and and say like, hey, you're not, you're doing it for the company as well, but you're also doing it. Um, for yourself because people in, in your field will, will remember you for, for what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that
2: are like, they they can be like more introverted or not as like outgoing and, and um, so how do they contribute to employer branding when it's not natural for them to either be like, you know, using social networks or, you know, speaking at conferences or writing blog posts? Like have you worked with some some of these type of
1: people before? I uh, have, and there I kind of moved towards more of the digital. Then I would ask them maybe to, to do a blog post or just to share on social media because speaking in public is not their forte or they don't feel comfortable in front of a camera or even in front of a microphone on a podcast. So there is trying to, if I'm working with a specific team, trying to um, balance out the, the tasks so that it's not just one or two people that feel like I'm always contacting them and they're always the <laughs> one who, who, who um, have to speak or do something, but then ask the other people that, hey, if I, if I even help you prepare so-and-so, do you wanna share it or can we then put it on the blog? And then it tends to be more, uh, they're more willing to, to, to work with me because they f- feel less in the public eye or, mm-hmm. or less so, um, yeah, the, it's less focused on them.
0: I think, too, it's about being flexible. So Mm -hmm. going in and maybe you as the employer branding person knows what you are hoping to achieve, but trying to be respectful of the other person's wishes and know that there are many paths to get to where you want to achieve. So when we had the, we did an external profile with Talent Berlin and we had two of our employees and there was a video interview and the video interview was making somebody just pretty uncomfortable. And so it was thinking, okay, let's be strategic here. At the end of the day, we want for this person to be showcased, but in a way where they feel really proud and comfortable. So the video interview became just a photography session. So then it's her and her natural element, looking very happy, still working, showing all the things that a video could show, but in a way that she felt comfortable. So it also had a written portion as opposed to just her speaking at the camera the whole time.
1: Yeah, and I think the most important thing is I would say, I mean, many people would say as well, within an employer brand, it's so important that you have a sense of authenticity. So, so it is working with the employees in the way that they want to work, and it's not pushed or forced or set up in a fake way.
0: I have a question around the low-hanging fruit. So for a, maybe a recruiter who's in a company that does not yet have a strong employer brand, they don't have a huge presence online, something like this, or maybe they're very product-focused, but they don't have a a great employer brand. People don't necessarily think of them as a company to work for. Mm -hmm. What would you say have been really positive at Get Your Guide, so brought us a lot of success um, that were maybe relatively low-investment, low-hanging fruits that you can go after when you're trying to promote employer brand?
1: I don't know if it's a low-hanging fruit, but I I know that, that that uh, the blog content is getting a lot of, of feedback and mm-hmm. a lot of attention. And just by doing that and sharing on social media has uh, has resulted in a lot of people commenting on that. Right. And, you know, almost jokingly saying, oh, you are just, you're just everywhere on social media. But in essence, it's only the blog posts mm-hmm. that are just being spread online um, and also... Employees being good at resharing them on LinkedIn um, or on Facebook that give people from other companies the feeling that the ad catcher guide is, is everywhere. Right. And that could be a start for other companies to, to start at and figure out okay, what would our, our tone of voice be and what kind of content do we uh, want to create? And it doesn't have to be much more advanced than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the blog,
2: I was always, like, really impressed when I joined here that, like, there was already such a presence and active writers. This investment in telling people about, like, what it's like to work at the company or what a specific position does within the company, um, I mean, those are those are pretty easy posts to write. They don't have to be, like, the, the deepest, um, you know, thought leadership pieces right. or, like, mm-hmm. technical pieces you know it's you should strive towards producing those type of pieces those do require more time and, and more more effort um but just explaining roles beyond the job description of like what what the actual people at the company are actually working on i think is a great way to like just kick things off on employer branding and then and then whatever you can do around like imagery on the website or or content on the website that mm-hmm. also kind of just shows uh you know, a glimpse into, you know, the company. And then beyond that, like, if you could get on you know, Glassdoor and, you know, a- ask your employees to write reviews, like, you know, honest reviews. Like, that. that's also just, you know, you people use that nowadays more than, you know, ever before. And they read all these reviews and don't be bashful if you get, you know, negative reviews um, because you know, you're gonna have the positive reviews that, that balance those out and oftentimes if I heard somebody say like oh yeah I read this review you know and it it didn't seem you know that positive but they've also just identified like I've read all these other reviews that are fantastic so Mm. this is probably just a one-off thing we've explained that to them uh, that it is so getting people like you're getting on um a platform like last door um you know starting a blog Mm. uh and then just communicating it out and then if people are like proud of where they work, they're probably going to share that information, then it's um, a great starting point for a lot of companies. Mm.
0: You've mentioned tone of voice before. How do you work with PR marketing to create a tone of voice that is consistent with the brand mm. all around, but it's still giving you the flexibility you need to be able to talk to candidates and meet them where they're at when they're not a customer?
1: First of all, I think because we have such a strong company brand to begin with it's pretty easy to work within that and 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 work together with brand marketing in terms mm-hmm. of how to fit into what our tone of voice is is one of those things that is hard to explain It come like tone of voice something that comes with experience or that comes with acting it out right and it always starts with kind of like a guess and the more experienced you are the more right the guess is mm-hmm. <laughs> And then other times you need much more coaching from the one who dictates or the team that dictates the tone of voice. Luckily with us, it's, it's been pretty on the nose. We have uh, our style guides, we have our, you know, our writing formats and we check in with each other to make sure that things that we're not sure about, like would would you do it like this, would you do it like that. We have a Slack channel for all writers at the at the company where we ask each other like, silly grammatical questions. of like, Yes, <laughs> an active Slack channel as yeah. well. So, so regardless if you are a copywriter, you are a UX copywriter, you in the localization team, you're in content, we're always checking in with each other in terms of language and how we use language as a brand and a company. So it, I think it's hard to not be in line with that.
0: hmm I think we're lucky too because the language is very fun yeah. and active and adventurous, and so it's an attractive style guide to to read and to experience. And so we're able with the language that we can use that we're lucky to use, yeah. give candidates the idea that with us they're getting this incredible experience. But
1: I would say, I mean, but, but I would say that that is also something that um, works for us. I would also maybe suggest it to other companies to really have. What you call an integrated marketing communications approach, right. where yeah. whatever part of the organization you are, if you are communicating in any kind of way to external parties, that you are in line with all the other mm-hmm. pieces of the company that does the same. So that you're all doing your own thing, but all speaking as one voice, which which is the company. And I know that in some companies, they don't do that. They see employer branding as something separate from marketing and mm-hmm. recruitment Sometimes it lies within brand or marketing, but it's very removed from recruitment, and I don't see how that works unless all the different teams and departments are working very closely together.
0: When
1: mm-hmm. developing like the voice of a company, how much
2: is derived from like the values of the company? Because like you know the values and the culture, you know should, should be pretty consistent to mm-hmm. the the tone, um, but. You know if you're if you marketing department trying to acquire comp- customers you know, might be a little bit different um how do you see like how have you seen that here at get your Guide, like the consistency across you know the values the culture as well as you know the the styles that we use when we write
1: i see it as being very connected and and integrated and and maybe it could also be because i joined at the time where a lot of these things were already set in place so what I could do was kind of just get in line or, or, or <laughs> <laughs> well, understand how things work. But so far, I've never experienced it, anything being inconsistent or, or, or not fitting together. I, I, I really feel that the way that we've been communicating and, and talking about employees and talking about the work aligns with how we talk about values and the culture as well also on the on the consumer side how um we write ads to attract customers but then also on the supplier side the way that we communicate and in contact with the suppliers and partners so everything seems very uh consistent in my opinion
0: i would agree i think that especially here the five core values really easily lend themselves to the way that you would want to be communicating with customers and with partners so Mm. having clarity we talk about the cure the chaos which is one of our
1: taglines yeah
0: and so that goes really handily with clarity so i think it's if you have a strong culture if you have core values especially it can lend itself very easily to to branding
2: yeah so for a company like you know, understanding your values and your culture, you know, can help you develop your style guide, and and, and then just make sure that that's consistent yeah. when you're, mm. you're you're writing, um, or whoever's the writer and the writers in the company. Mm. And then for candidates, if you I think if you want to get an impression of, you know, the tone behind the company, you know, you can also like pick up the tone in the writing styles, um, yeah. or in the in the video styles or in the sound styles to get a good um, idea of what it might like like to
1: be um, working at that company. And I also think, I mean, I think also the the values, if you start with them, like the ones that we have are not just words, like they are actually fleshed out, they are authentic. So even when we are doing um, employer brand pieces or portraits of people, they just naturally come alive when people mm-hmm. talk about their work and what they do. if Without us... Going through right. like value after value is just like naturally what people talk about, what they sometimes even reference. And when I've heard feedback from some new employees and asked them about like, okay, what were your impressions before you joined or while you were in the process, um, and maybe because I'm on the inside, I've been so surprised when people say. Well, I really loved that one thing was reading uh, your values and another thing was good then going on the block and seeing your, your values come to life. And that has been really interesting for me to hear that people actually get that from the outside as well. Yeah. <laughs>